So what you just experienced there was part of our team wreck. Uh, today I just wanted to share with you uh, some camp experiences, but before I do that, I, I really would like to hear from you and pray for you guys this morning. So we'll do our, our prayer time right now and just kind of hear some of the things that we need to remember this week and pray for you this week. So yeah, we're back in the real world. And so Lord, uh, as we walk here in this fallen world, I thank you for the light that is here today, the light of you in us. And uh, thankful for this past week, just being able to spend time with you and our family of Leavener and as you hear all this, you already know all this, and um, we pray for comfort and peace. We pray for healing. We just ask that you have your way with um, our our own people here and their family and friends, that you can guide and lead them. And I pray these things in Jesus' name, Amen. So uh, let me go through a typical day schedule. It's about an eight-hour drive up to Door County, and uh, we stop in Maryville, eat at the food court. We actually got there before the food court opened this year, and uh, we ended up making it into uh, camp around, it was about 6.45 that we got there at night, uh, different time zone, and they had dinner ready for us, some pizza dinner. I'm trying to do all this from the top of my head, but then uh, we got settled in, and on Monday morning, they wake up at 7.30, supposedly. Some of them would wake up earlier than that during the week, and they would get up and clean up and do cabin cleanup. They were expected to make their beds. I don't know if they do that at home or not, but uh, they were expected to make their beds and put away their suitcases and uh, clean the bathrooms and things like that. It just makes for healthy living while we're there at camp. And then the leaders meet at 745, and we literally talk about your campers. We try to identify the ones that are uh, struggling being away from home. Maybe they came here and didn't know anybody, and honestly, the first day, everything was good. It was it was just like there was no no issues. Everybody was felt comfortable on the vans, and uh, it's just a, a good good first day. And then we do breakfast at eight thirty. The kitchen staff there. Carol is the director, uh, wife, and Dale is the director, and they fix breakfast for us, and we all eat breakfast. Then immediately we go into the sealed discoveries. The sealed discoveries is what Wes did. It's an envelope with their name on it, and every morning we stuff the sealed discovery in there, and we send them out to go someplace on the campgrounds for 20, 25 minutes and just be alone. Just be alone. Don't bother anybody. Don't get up and move around and just hang out. And so they got to spend time doing that. Then they came back and they uh, went to our hangout sessions is what we called them. And I believe that we had a total, we had a total of, uh, 38 kids and 27 leaders. So 65 people with us. And of the 27 leaders, I think 15 of them taught or led hangout sessions. And so Maddie and Kyle, they 
let the kid we, the kids got to pick which sessions they wanted to go to, not based upon teachers, but based upon subjects. And Maddie and Kyle split them up into to groups, so they got to go to four groups throughout the week. Monday and Tuesday they went to two, and then Thursday and Friday they went to two. We had about fifteen of our leaders teaching these these classes. Uh, I still have them in my pocket. I didn't change my shorts all week. Um, Monday, Tuesday, we um, Dan Lukey taught comparing and contrasting Jesus and Oreo cookies. Uh, Keith and Cameron taught a class called A Conversation Between Friends. I taught a class on Bible fundamentals, just getting to know your Bible. Katie Ann did a class on Guess Who. Uh, I believe it was Vicky did Don't Mask It, Filter It. Uh, Jeannie, I'm going to come back to Jeannie here in a second. Judah taught a class on Girl Talk, Let's Get Real, and all, just girls went to that, obviously. How Do I Hear God's Voice in the Midst of All the Other Voices with Shannon Millard? And What Are You Waiting For? was Glenn Christie. Then Thursday, Friday, Kyle and Maddie did Jesus Knows Me, This I Love. Cameron and Angela did a class, Is It Us Versus Them. Judah did Girl Talk again. Shannon did her class again. Caroline and Kim Schilling uh, did Condemning Thoughts. Uh, Danny DeSalvo did How to Rest in Jesus. Katie Ann did her class again. And then a conversation between friends with Keith and Cameron again. Uh, they repeated because the kids requested those specific classes the most. But Jeannie's class uh, was called A Happy Little Life. And if you don't know Jeannie, Jeannie's an artist, and she bought them all Bob Ross wigs. And they got to put wigs on, and they got to do Bob Ross paintings. Emily Heidig is not here today. She's on her way to Michigan, but she left hers, and so I grabbed it. But this was Emily's that they got to do in their class. It's pretty awesome, isn't it? So uh, in saying that, I want to bring my first two students up here. Uh, I asked Caleb Tyner to come up here. He's one of our seven-year campers, been all seven years as a student. So come up here, mullet guy. And I also asked Jaden Williams to come up here. Jaden's kind of a, a first-timer. She's dating a getchel boy, Joey. And I asked them to share a little bit about their camp experience. Jaden, stand right up here in the front so everybody can see you. Uh, I want you to go first and tell us a little bit about your class and just your overall camp experience. Okay, so like Rusty said, this is my first year. I was extremely nervous going because I only knew just the Getchels and a couple other people, and I just really had no idea what to expect from this group of kids, and honestly, I couldn't have left more happy like just the environment and the overall just group of people and leaders and just the amount of guidance and peace I felt leaving was just so unreal. But um, my first two classes, I had Girl Talk with Judah, which was awesome. And then I had Bible Fundamentals with you. Yep. And I was just going there looking for a lot of answers and just to soak up some knowledge. I've been coming to Leavener since like January. 
so this is all pretty new to me, and I'm just extremely curious. But um, uh, Judah's class meant a whole lot to me. We talked about um, just like comparison versus contentment in the things that we deal with in our, like our daily lives. And we talked about, you know, how to just rest in Jesus and how to filter out what we let into our lives. So she made the comparison of like, you know, living without Jesus is like living in a house without locks. You can't control what comes in or out. You can't control what really affects you. But once you accept Jesus, it's like putting, he comes in, he puts locks on all your like doors and windows, and then you have the free will to lock out what you want. And it's just about using that filter properly to protect you and help you grow. So we talked about what we wanted to let in, um, just like knowledge and growth and the people in our lives that just really inspire us and encourage spiritual growth. And then what we want to lock out of like toxic relationships, um, low self-worth, different things that just really drag us down and don't bring us to God. So we did that. We had, um, let's see, and then we went over to Rusty's class. So that one I was really interested in, just to, like, get to know my Bible, like he said, and just to be able to um, just learn what it's about and just how it's set up. So we got to do some trivia, figure out what we already knew, um, and then just talk about, like, the layout of it and just learn how to properly, like, use it and just different stories that inspire all of us. We went around and shared different, uh, like, different pieces of our life stories and what we found inspiration from in the Bible. Uh, Then later on in the week, I had a class about how to rest in Jesus and then just how to bring peace in your life in difficult situations. And then I had um, a condemnation class about just, like, how to work through those struggles as well which is something that I struggled with, too, because, I mean, it's it's something totally new to me. So, like, just being able to realize that you're forgiven, you're redeemed, all of these things is, like, it's amazing, but it's difficult to, like, get a grasp on. So just learning, like, how to trust in that and how to filter those things out and know that, you know, you're holy, righteous, and redeemed, and just to be able to just to be able to rest in Jesus. So I took so much away from this week, and I'm just like, I'm ready for it to be next year again. Like, I just want to go back, but I had a great time. I think Jaden hit all the points. <laughs> Good job. No, but uh, I feel like I'm up here by an obligation from Rusty rather than uh, being convicted by the Holy Spirit, uh, which was kind of the opposite of what uh, everyone taught us this past week. So that's kind of ironic. (laughs) Uh, But pretty much this whole past week is just super calming and super peaceful, other than like team wreck and everything. Uh, but it's just so nice to just disconnect from your phone and just be able to be there with the Lord. Uh, uh, this week I had a bunch of different classes. I don't remember them all, but I did take notes. Uh, uh, it was pretty much just getting to know the Lord and, uh, being able to filter out those bad thoughts and, uh, just walk, walk in the spirit. So, Caleb, now that you're up here, and you can't even remember this week's classes, 
you're proving you're proving the point that most people out here don't remember Sunday morning messages that they forget them that week or that day that day <laughs> yeah is there someone else out here that can do this uh our our point and we had a leader meeting a few weeks before is we said this exact thing is they they don't remember the messages but they remember they remember the experience so we're creating memories you've been 7 years to this camp and looking at all 7 years what is your takeaway from the 7 years of camp history Oh, it's it's been a good time. Uh, I think we started out on the bus trip, drove across the country, uh, went down to Murray, Kentucky at the Hill for a couple years, and then we've been going to Zion for past three or four years. Uh, but I just take away, like, all the fellowship. You, you get all these memories and all these great people that I guess you wouldn't otherwise have. It's just a great community, people to fall back on, and people to go to when you're in rough times. Right on, right on. Anything else that you want to add? I'm good. I know you are. All right, thank you. You two did good. <laughs> Caleb, I'm the same way. I can't even remember what I spoke about, so... Um. But I do remember Olivia Schatz walking down the creek at Murray, Kentucky. I don't know how many years ago, five years ago. And we were all doing a creek walk, and she was in the front, and she didn't have her shoes on. And I caught up to her, and there were tears rolling down, and she didn't want anybody to see her crying because her feet were hurting from walking in the rocks. She didn't have shoes. And I'm like, well, you're not walking any further. And we sat down underneath the bridge and we sent back, you know, somebody go get a vehicle. We're going to pull her out of here. And But we had to wait like 30 minutes. And just the conversation I had with Olivia uh, for 30 minutes will be remembered forever. And um, J.C., said, can I talk to you this week? And I'm like, yeah. So we literally just, I don't know how many laps we did around the camp, but yeah. yeah. She says 10. I think it was more like 40. <laughs> There's an uphill and a downhill. Uh, but I'll always remember our conversation. And um, yeah, that that's that's the takeaway. Yeah, they, they've they learned about their... Let me show you real quick what we did. Um, it's kind of interesting. You guys may have to help me here on the front row, but uh, this is what we did. But on, I think it was Monday night, they, they got ropes, and we used the ropes all week long, which was kind of interesting and in trying to be creative with that. But Monday night, we went down and we tried to watch the sunset 
and all of a sudden there was this explosion that Cameron set off and everybody was like, what's that? And their whole feelings just went off the charts because of this explosion. And then all of a sudden Cameron came around the corner and they realized it was Cameron set something off. And so at that point they knew what it was and their feelings came back down. And then Dale, the camp director, comes down and he starts, was that you guys that set this off? You know, I've got neighbors and we're going to get in trouble. And you guys, I've told you to be quiet. And everybody's like getting worked up again. But then once they realized that Dale was in on the whole thing, they they knew, they knew. There you go. I'm doing this backwards. Uh, they knew their feelings began to come back down again. And then we talked about how if this continues, if this continues, this process continues, your feelings, sometime they get stuck at a seven. They get stuck there if it continues to happen over and over and it's repeated. So therefore, getting to a 10 it doesn't take much to get to a 10. And so the importance of knowing truth, knowing truth, you guys can't see that over there, but knowing truth is very important because it greatly impacts your feelings. And if you let your truth dictate your feelings rather than your feelings dictating truth, it makes all the difference. And then we we went on uh, Thursday night to show them how the world works. This is all in lifetime guarantee if you ever want to like read the, read that book by Bill Gillum. But the the world tells you to uh, live by your feelings and emotions. How do you feel? This is you. This is what's important and everything else. And when that happens, then it becomes your faith. It becomes what you believe. You believe. And if that's what you believe, then all of a sudden that becomes your truth. Your truth is based upon your own personal feelings and emotions. Now, the problem with that here is this, is that everybody in this room has different feelings and emotions. It's all part of our personalities, and we're all different. So now we all in this room have a different truth because it's based upon how we feel and what we've come to believe. And then then we have to go out and we have to do things based upon our truth. This typically happens with agendas, when you have personal agendas, when you uh, are told to do things, we kind of, I kind of explained, this, this is almost what the average church does right here. Like, they will get you worked up in worship time. They call it worship time. We call it music. But they call it worship time, and they can get the the feelings and emotions worked up. And we talked about how we used to do that with uh, Bart and the band back in the days. We could we could play the kids like yo-yos with their emotions and feelings. 
not that that took away from the decisions that were made, but it was us that was kind of manipulating it. And so if we could do this this week, if we could just agree upon one truth, there's one truth in this room right here, the only same way we have the same truth is if it's based upon Jesus. That's it. Jesus is the living word. He's the word of God. Jonah came in. He goes, look what I got. Hold that baby up. Jonah, hold that baby up. He goes, look what I got. He was so excited to have a new sword today. His mom and dad gave him a new sword, and he's like, look what I got. Jonah, that's the one truth for everybody in this room right here. It's the only thing that we have in common is Jesus. Because if we do it based upon this right here, it's a mess. It's a mess. So when you have that one truth, then it becomes what you believe. I believe that one truth. This is what we say to the, I say this to you all the time. I'm trying to brainwash you brainwash you into believing that that's what this is all about. It's about Jesus Christ. It's not about agenda. It's not about doing things. It's not about living the perfect Christian life. It's not about that. It's just believing the truth that's Jesus in you and you in Jesus. And when that happens, then all of a sudden, the Spirit will lead you to do great things. What are the great things? I explained this to him on Friday night that we think it's like, doing personal things, but the truth of the matter is there's a Holy Spirit that lives inside of each one of us, and it's Him that does the work through us. Based upon what we know, based upon what we believe, the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. These are the things that the Spirit does through us in this room. It looks crazy. Stacy drove all night from Orlando, or Sven did, drove all night from Orlando, took a two-hour nap, got up and made chocolate chip cookies for everybody, and then overnighted them to us. You, when you figure this thing out, you're led to do things that you wouldn't normally do. And you're not going to hear from me. As a Christian, you need to get up in the morning and do a sealed discovery every day. Well, at camp you would. <laughs> but you don't have to do anything because it's him that does it in us. And when you figure that order out, it greatly impacts your feelings and emotions. I love feelings and emotions. I love it. But I try to let what I know, what I believe, and actually what happens in my life affect and impact my emotions and feelings rather than this process. This is how I grew up. This is how I grew up. But this is what I've come to know. And I want to teach and teach, and the leaders want to teach and teach that. I'm going to ask two more people to come up here real quick. Uh, Shannon, Shannon, come on up here. And Gracie, I'm going to ask you to come up here. 
Um, this is Shannon and her daughter, Gracie, and they spent the night with us the night before camp and last night. But Gracie, just sitting at the table and listening to her, I asked her if she would kind of share what she was sharing at the table last night. Um, well, throughout the week at camp, I, well, the whole, everything was just kind of about like just anxiety and finding your worth and your identity and all that. And, um, just thinking about it all week made me like realize that my friends in Tennessee aren't the best people to be around and that there's like no community like Leavener. And that I should probably start working on uh, who I hang out with. Um, That's good. Oh, um, <laughs> um, all week Rusty Rusty gave us a rope, and some like when we were talking or watching the sunsets, he would ask us to make a circle out of it and sit in it. And so you're kind of like. The it's like your ring and like it kind of represents like you how you focus on yourself most of the time, and he was just talking about how we should try our best to um, get out of our own ring and start thinking about other people and like just trying to focus on them more than ourselves, and it made me realize that um, my friends are completely in their own ring. And they don't really think about anyone but themselves. And they're just so caught up in society and keeping up with trends and just what everyone else is doing that it's just exhausting to try to keep up with. And then at Levin, I realized that everyone's just themselves and they accept you no matter who you are. And it was like a break from everything. It was so relaxing. Nice job. Good. Uh, I, I asked Shannon, uh, cause we, Shannon came to camp with this 2018, yeah, like three or four years ago and got to know a lot of our people. And this year she said, I want to teach a class. I want to teach a class this year. And I'm like, yeah, bring, bring it on. So, uh, I, I just wanted her to share her experience being a outsider, uh, with our group. This is out of my comfort zone, so I brought some notes. Yeah. Oh, you know, you got. Notes. I got some notes <laughs> because I, it, there are a lot of important things I saw that I want you to know, um, and I would forget them if I didn't have my notes. So, I listened to the spirit and led a class, and that was completely out of my comfort zone because I like to be in the background. But it was one of my biggest blessings of the week. I was. Taken back, um, to reiterate what Gracie was talking about, your kids are hungry for the word. Um, they didn't just come to class because they had to do a class and just get through it. They brought journals, and they took notes, and they asked really deep questions. And then I heard later from my kids, Mom, we couldn't stop talking about your class and what you were talking about. And, we, and that told me they were taking it with them. They were hiding it in their heart. They wanted to apply it to their life. And that is something I don't normally see in the world that we live in. Um, they're very caught up in their own rings, in, in the world, and trying to keep up with the world, look like the world. And your kids are not doing that. 
and it's very evident as outsiders. Um, I don't know if you know this, but your kids can sing. We are a very musical family, and something that our family loves is stepping back and hearing a crowd sing. And in that small little room, it was like a piece of heaven. Like They were amazing. Um, my kids would tell me, and I, I loved it when I could hear everybody singing, and they sang loud, and they knew the words, and they were really worshiping, and that was beautiful to see, too. And then... Um, I want to get it all. Sorry. For me, as a leader, I've come one year before. I've been to a few of the ski trips, and we've known Rusty and Michelle for many years, but I haven't known people very well in the community of the church. And this year, I met three new women, and within two days, I felt like, these are my kindred spirit people, like, that's not normal for my world as an adult. I feel like I'd known them forever. I could be my complete silly, crazy self that most people don't see. And that's a gift because, as Gracie said, you as leaders, as adults, are loving well, representing Jesus well to these kids, and they're watching you. They, you love them for where they are, for who they are, and they're being examples of that from seeing you do that, and that's beautiful to me. And the other thing I really loved is my kids don't want to go home. They want to live here now forever. (laughs) And you can call it a camp experience, but I think what they are seeing is just the beauty of um, an example of Jesus, and that's attractive. When you're loved and accepted, you're encouraged, you're lifted up, It's um, contagious, and they want to keep that. And I don't think that's a camp experience. I think that's a way of life that you're living, and we love this community. And just thank you for loving our family. And the last thing is the gifts that the church sends the kids. It's not just, oh, something fun to have. Like I took that away as you are showing them that you love them and see them. And that's really important for kids to see from adults. So thank you. Yeah, we had uh, UPS and FedEx all day long coming to us, and we greatly thank you because the that that just says somebody's back here praying for them means means a lot to them. Uh, yeah, it, it's it was it's fun having the Tennessee group, the Cochrane kids were here as well, uh, and. Obviously, uh, having Sam and Judah do the music was was a big deal. And, you know, I think Bart was just able to be himself this week, and that's that was fun to watch that, as you all know that world. Uh, I said, you, you realize that, uh, one, Sam has to go home and finish his EP because he's getting ready to open for Daddy on tour this fall. And uh, that's going to be a great experience. But I said, you realize that you're going to have uh, about 65 people asking for tickets uh, to the last show of the tour. And he's like, just point them to the website. I need to pay for my camp bill. <laughs> so I'm pointing you to the website. Don't come to me. I'm not getting you tickets. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 
it's just great having you, you guys with us and just being able to relax and enjoy the week. Um, my daughter is also from Nashville, and she's a huge part of camp as long as as well as my wife. I can't go without saying how much, uh, besides the 27 adults that help us, my wife is a major part of pulling this thing off and couldn't do it without her. But Chloe also, even from Nashville, has great input. Like she did these shirts and the shirts are great. But she all week long put together a video and this is how we'll close out is with a video that Chloe put together. It's hard to explain camp, but that's the that's about the one of the better ways to do it. I would encourage you. We'll put these up on Facebook later. These videos, but I would encourage you to sit down with your kids and pause it and just ask them about each little segment of video because there's going to be a story behind it that you'll probably want to hear. Again, I'm going to say this as we close. Uh, you saw a lot of stuff there. My my leaders are greatly involved with your kids, and there's an investment there that goes far beyond anything I could do by myself, and I'm thankful for my friends that would travel and give up their vacations and their incomes to hang out with these students. And I'm, I'm so thankful you can come up here. Ladies and ladies and gentlemen, casting crowns. Uh, the last camp I've been at was uh, t- 21 years ago with Rusty. And um, and so this was four of my five kids are going to be at camp. And so they were like, you ought to come. And and uh, I've never been to camp and not worked. And uh, Rusty was like, hey, do you feel led to lead a class? I was like, nope. <laughs> and so I, and I asked the whole time, like, why am I coming other than just to be with my kids, which is a per- plenty enough reason. I realized one thing I was supposed to do was uh, be the, me and Big John were the two old guys from the Muppet Show in the back of the room every night. Um, my job was to come up with songs on a playlist that literally was my job for the whole week, which is a very challenging job to come up with a worship song, followed by I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston. It's a very brave thing to do. But uh, anyway, I just, I kept the whole time saying, man, why am I here? And um and then I, during the video, I just pulled my phone out and said, is there any chance that you have your phone on while you're preaching? And Rusty pulled it out and said, not usually. And I said, I think, I, I think I'm being uh, led to say something. Um, yeah, this is only about 45 minutes. Uh, no, I just, it, this is more to the church than just the camp people. Um, there are literally hundreds of thousands of people that know who you are because of the impact Rusty's made in my life. Um, man, I, 
feelings are an amazing gift from God that we're never meant to navigate our lives. And uh, when used the right way, they're beautiful. And um, for most of my life, they were used the wrong way. I was 19 when I wrote, I can only imagine after my father passed away and people thought I was some super Christian. And I was like, no, I wrote it because people said that if my dad could choose, he'd rather be in heaven than with you. And as an 18 or 19 year old kind of ticked me off. And so I started asking questions. What's so great about you? And it fueled me for years, especially when we became successful. Then it's like, don't derail this machine. Keep it going. In probably 2014 or 15, Rusty came out. We, he was our first camp in 93 or 94, or something like that. He came out on tour with us. I'll never forget. There was about 16,000 people in the arena. It was sold out. He came. He goes, I'm not sure why I'm here, but I just want to see how you're doing. You look tired. And I was like, yeah, I'm tired. And then he said one thing that literally changed my life forever. As I'm walking out, he said, just so you know, there's nothing you can do to make Jesus love you any more than he does right now. And it, the oxygen left the room for me. Changed everything. And um, when Rusty did this little feelings chart, to me, it's like a resting heart rate. When feelings are out of the equation, one, you can think clearly and you can rest. And so for me, the second that I truly trusted and knew that there's nothing I can do to make Jesus love me any more than he already does, I could finally rest. Because I knew it. My feelings started to go down. And it's because this little group of broken people that there are so many people out there that know who you are. I've told so many because you're making an impact that so many churches wish that they could even come close to doing. And I'm grateful. My family's grateful of how much you've changed our lives. And so maybe to the campers, man, just, just trust that he's enough and trust that you're enough. Because I spent most of my time thinking I had to push the limits to see, okay, God, when are you going to walk out on me? But what if he never walked out? What if you could exhale and realize he's okay with me? Not only is he okay, he adores me on my worst possible day. Then everything changes. So the cool part is you've heard this probably for the last 50 billion years every Sunday from Rusty. But there's this thing I call the father of the bride theory, where if you've seen that movie, Steve Martin tells his daughter it's cold, wear a jacket. She blows him off. The fiance comes down and says, she's like, oh, my gosh, you're right. I should put on a jacket. Sometimes you just got to hear from somebody else. And so I'm happy to say I'm saying the same message you hear every Sunday when a lot of people don't. But just know there's nothing you can possibly do to make Jesus love you any more or any less. And he does right now.
And if you find rest, man, that's the best thing ever. So I'm, I don't play guitar like my son, but Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus, like a fragrance after the rain. Jesus, Jesus, oh Jesus. Let all heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms will all pass away. But there's something about that name. God, thank you for just being together. And out of all this, can we just find rest? If that happens, then all of it's worth it. We pray this in your name. Amen. Have a good week.